Hollywood and friends. Thank you for tuning in. We're here every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Appreciate you for listening. However you're listening, you're the real one for that. Be sure to follow me on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff at I am Hollywood. Follow my producer Stacy over here at Hampton Blue Network across all platforms. Just remember BLU is how you spell blue. And if you want to see us and not just hear us, YouTube, hit up YouTube.com slash Hampton Blue. It's a lot of new content over there. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. If it's your first time tuning in, what we get into over here is what's hot in these blogs for the week. You know, the stories that might have had us all in the chokehold on the Instagrams and Facebooks, you know, uh, we'll be chopping it up about this week. Um, so it's Black History Month, right? We're at the last week of it, and there's been a lot of discussion about Black people's contribution to country music, 
with Beyonce having her new two new songs out and the whole controversy surrounding that. I'm sure y'all have been well aware over the past two weeks, all of that. So we're going to chop it up. The fact that it's Black History Month, we're going to talk about a little bit of the history of country music and um, some current history that's being made as we speak as it pertains to Beyonce in these new songs. Uh, what else hot in these blogs? Wendy Williams' Lifetime documentary is out. Part one was last night, depending when you're listening to this. And part two will be airing tonight, Sunday. And I'm going to talk about why it almost didn't happen. And it's because of, you probably heard by now, she's under this like conservatorship. She has like a guardian, all of these things. Aside from the diagnosis that she was just uh, diagnosed with, but the Guardian filed the lawsuit to try to stop this documentary from being aired. But we're going to chop it up about that. Also, Black History Month, there's a Black-owned bakery that just lost $16,000 because Tesla, yeah, Tesla, decided to cancel a last-minute um, order for pies at the last minute, costing this lady $16,000. And they got to make it right. They got to make it right. It's, it's, it's a little wild that they did that. Uh, what else we got? D.C. There's this new measure called Secure D.C. that a lot of people feel is going to criminalize face coverings. They're over there, the mayor and this councilwoman, they're trying to, I guess, combat crime. They're claiming that it's for like ski mask, but the details are showing that it might just include any kind of face covering and what this could mean for minorities, particularly. Uh, we're going to chop it up about that. I think that's it for what's hot in the blogs. We got what blows mine a little bit later, but we're going to kick it off how we always do. And that's with the question of the week. This week's question of the week. Who became. Wait, is that the question? The hoop. <laughs> Wait, hold on, because I read something completely different yesterday. But uh, the question of the week for this week: Who became the first African American to serve? Wait, that's not the question of the week. That was for President's Day. No, hold that's on. not. <laughs> why am I not? Why am I not seeing it? Hold on. Okay, I got it. I yeah, got go it. go to Hollywood and Friends. Yeah, I got it. I got okay. it. <laughs> We live, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to happen sometimes. But this week's question of the week, what was the most silly reason you and a friend briefly fell out? What was the most silly reason you and a friend briefly fell out? Uh, for me, I don't know if I... Yeah, I mean, I had fallouts with people, but huh? I would say someone lied once about taking change this was years ago someone lied once about change off of this dresser and and this place i was at i can't even remember exactly where but something as minor as like did you take that off there not that it would have really mattered but the fact that they um said they didn't and 
it's only us there, that kind of caused a, a little uh, fallout. Um, um, I guess, yeah, that would qualify. That would qualify as a silly reason that uh, me and a friend briefly fell out. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm going to uh, try to get to some responses from Tanets if we get any throughout the show. But we're going to get ready to get into what's hot in these blogs. Uh, let's get it. Um, so, first things first, Beyonce has made history as the first black female to top the country songs chart, you know, during the Super Bowl two weeks ago. During the Verizon ad, she announced this new project, turned out to be a country record. She released two new singles, Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. And there's a lot of uproar sort of say a lot of people in the country world i don't know if it was the fans of country music or if it was artists or if it was both but there was a lot of hoopla there was country radio stations that didn't even want to play the song but then the internet had to get involved forced a few of them to play the music um there was some people making some side comments about black people always having to like make their marks on things like dogs it was a lot of a lot of hoopla about it despite all of that beyonce still went on to have the number one song first time ever as a black female artist to top the country songs chart which is epic in itself and in the middle of black history month can't get no better than that um what else uh, she also became the third black female in history to have more than 50 top 40 hits. Nicki Minaj is another one and Rihanna is another one. And we're talking about in history. Fast shouts to them. Um, Beyonce's Texas Hold'em is also on track to be number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for this coming week. It landed at number two for last week. And is on track to be number one for this week. So that's going to be big once that happens. Um, what else happened with this Texas Hold'em? Yeah, so despite a lot of the... I could only charge it to racism. So a lot of the racists out there who had an issue with Beyonce doing country music, I could only charge it to them not understanding the history of country music and why you hear so many people all the time say black people invented country music and some may hear that and may think oh there was a black country artist who was the first one to do it and then the white people came and stole the sound etc but it actually it stems from the instruments the instruments that are like the staple and country music, like the banjo, which came from Africa, and it is instrument and the sound of country music. So when Black people say Black people invented it, without that banjo, country music wouldn't sound the way it sounds. So it's a fact, absolute fact, that we can say that. And for the people who have an issue with Beyonce making country music, 
y'all kind of got to do some research. Aside from the fact that she's a country girl herself and from Texas, y'all need to do some history on the origins of country music and what that's about. Um, what else? Um, so I was reading a little more about it, about the origins of country music. And it said, aside from the banjo, like I just mentioned, and as being a instrument that came from West Africa, many early country songs were adapted from melodies and hymns performed by black ministers in the South. That's another reason why blacks invented, heavily contributed to the sounds of country music this day. Um, and also a lot of uh, black artists weren't credited on a lot of the early country songs from a lot of these groups that were popular, or I guess you could say made country music popular. There were a lot of black artists behind the scenes playing on these records and they weren't getting the credit for it because of the times. Um, this guy named Leslie Riddle, he's a Tennessee guitarist. He often accompanied the Carter family, who was a three-person folk country group. They're credited as being one of the early groups that um, popularized country music, Leslie Riddle. He traveled with them, and he would memorize melodies, and he also influenced what they called the Carter Scratch. That was by one of the other members in the group, Mother Mabel Carter, her signature playing technique that they call a Carter Scratch. It was influenced by Leslie Riddle's percussive style of playing. Also, you got someone named Rufus T-Top Payne. He mentored a young Hank Williams, who was another artist who is said to be one of the early artists for country music he mentored him and told him how to play guitar told him um he exposed him to different genres that hank would later incorporate into his sound all of this is reasons why black people is at the forefront of the sound of country music we were right there hands on for all of it at the beginning so for anybody who have an issue with Beyonce doing country music, do your research on why it wouldn't be what it is without us. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, Dolly Parton, though, despite some people having issues with it, Dolly Parton is actually one that is embracing it and embracing Beyonce and her foray into country music. And Dolly Parton released a statement on her Instagram. She said, I'm a big fan of Beyonce and very excited that she's done a country album. So congratulations on your Billboard Hot Country number one single. Can't wait to hear the full album. Love, Dolly. So yeah, fast shouts to Dolly Parton. Fast shouts to Beyonce on Making History. And fast shouts to us on this Black History Month for being so damn dope. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Fast shouts to us. Um, yeah. All right, moving on. What else high in these blogs? Wendy Williams, her Lifetime documentary that a lot of you may have seen already is a two-part documentary set to air on 
uh, Saturday and Sunday over the weekend. But her guardian, because if you don't know, she's under this like conservativeship of some sort. So she has like this guardian, et cetera. They filed a lawsuit against Lifetime's parent company to try to stop the documentary from showing. It's unclear why. The documentary is called uh, Where is Wendy Williams? Her name is Sabrina Morrissey, uh, who claims to be acting in her capacity as temporary guardian of Wendy Williams. And she fired off this lawsuit against A&E Television Networks. The details of the suit are sealed. However, based on this report, both the timing of the filing and the fact that Sabrina is seeking a temporary restraining order indicate that may, it may be an expedited legal maneuver, if you will, to block the broadcast from airing. Because this was filed like a day or two before it was set to air. Which is kind of strange, though, because this doc been being promoted for weeks now. And you wait until the day before to file a lawsuit to try to get it blocked. Um, but I'm sure why. It's, it's unfortunate in general what's going on with Wendy Williams. She was just uh, diagnosed with having aphasia and frontotemporal dementia. So fact of that, on top of her not being able to see her money with this bank, it's just, it's a bad time. It's a bad time. Um, one of her lawyers, an entertainment attorney who worked with Wendy in the past, they recently posted a video on social media, which they say is from two weeks prior to Wendy being, um, what's the word? Um, not forced, but two weeks prior to her having to go to New York to face these um, conservativeship things. And in this video, Wendy looks like her old self. She's joking. She's, you know, she's talking regular and like she looks regular. And so this legal rep is basically implying that there's something bigger going on. So they posted the video and they said, I weighed this decision for a very long time. I have kept silent because I have been threatened with physical and financial harm, but I just can't keep silent any longer. While Wendy was in Miami with her son, I would often witness candid moments of their mother and son dynamic. I could tell that he loves his mother so much. And as you can see, the feeling was mutual. They said, you can clearly see the difference between Wendy's well-being during her time here in Florida with her son caring for her and her lack thereof in New York under this guardianship. These Wendy's are not the same. They said, how did her health deteriorate so quickly? And why isn't her only child allowed to be by her side? She wasn't like that when he cared for her. She said, ask the hard questions. She said, I took this video literally two weeks before Wendy was court ordered to return to New York to respond to a guardianship petition filed by her bank. Let that sink in. She says, if Whitney's diagnosis is true, now more than ever, her son should be allowed that same grace. He deserves it. And most importantly, Wendy deserves it. And the grace she's speaking of is being able to spend time with um, 
his mom. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I read some other reports from certain family members who saying they're unable to get in contact with her. I don't know what this guardianship thing is about, this conservatorship thing is about, but it's it's more than just the bank withholding her money and her having this person who is set to be over the affairs. If her family is unable to even see her or be around her, like, that's kind of weird. I was also a little confused about guardianships in general, conservativeships in general. I, I, I know that it's a, typically when a person is unable, they feel unable to make, you know, certain decisions for themselves or they feel they're being taken advantage of. But my thing is, why does a bank have the ability to foul for something like this? Like, my thing is, so what if a person is coming in there, let's just say, and withdrawing hundreds of thousands of dollars? Like, so what? Why is that their business, what a person is doing with their money? To the point of you now having it where she can't even fend for herself financially. That that's that's a little weird to me. I don't understand the legalities of it and why that's even possible. But some there gotta be a, a better way. Especially and then if you are gonna do that, why not appoint someone who's in the family or I don't know. She has a whole son, adult son, and yeah, it's just it's just a little weird. Something something about that that don't sit right with me. Um, we we know most recently Britney Spears had a similar situation, and she had to fight and fight to get out of it. And it's just like I don't know. That's kind of shouldn't that shouldn't be able to be a thing from the bank, but I don't know. This this person, um, Miami ENT Law is the Instagram where this former attorney posted this video of Wendy from. Someone in the comments asked her, who removed you from the case? She said, the guardianship judge threatened to have me disbarred and deleted my contact info from Wendy's phone so she couldn't contact me. She said, I'm just praying and hoping that God hears me. And I mean, I don't know. This is what she's claiming. And who knows what, what the real is, but there's something definitely wrong about it, about this situation. I haven't gotten to watch the documentary yet. I definitely plan to check it out, but it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to watch someone who was such a staple in media go down this way to the point of having dementia and things of that nature. And it makes me wonder if all of this played a part in that, you know, like just from being stressed for what, for what was going on. It's enough to drive drive a person 
crazy. It makes me wonder if all of that has something to do with why she's the way, why she now has this uh, medical condition. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but hopefully it works out. Hopefully, if her son is unable to see her right now and he wants to, hopefully he's able to see her soon. You know, life is too short. And yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Uh, Fast outs to Wendy Williams, though. Hopefully she comes out on the other end of this. Good. <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, let's move on. What else hiding these blogs? Uh, I want to talk about Washington, D.C. They have this measure in place that they are looking to. It's called Secure D.C. And they're looking to basically, in a nutshell, criminalize any item that covers a substantial portion of someone's face. And if the police believe that this person is intending to commit a crime, they are able to arrest them without any proof, without any anything. So if you are, I don't know if this is the case in every state, but if you're in on the East Coast, um, like me being from New York, I see it all the time. A lot of young people wear these face masks these days, like ski masks is almost like a part of their fits, you know, you put on your, your sneakers, you put on the face mask. I don't, I don't get it all the way, but it's happening with these <laughs> younger kids these days. And granted, some people may be doing wrong with, with these ski masks on, but it's not everyone. But that's kind of what this bill is kind of, leaning towards. So um, Mayor Bowser and this councilwoman, uh, what's her name? Um, Brooke Pinto, they are behind the bill. And one part of it says, it shall be unlawful for any person over 16 years of age while wearing any mask or other article whereby a substantial portion of the face is hidden, concealed or covered it's um they cannot enter any building any public property with these masks on um mayor bowser is saying that it's solely for ski mask she wants to get these kids to get these ski masks off their face but a lot of people feel like this thing is too broad the fact that it says any mask or article whereby a substantial portion of the face is covered, hidden, or concealed is more than just a ski mask. We just came off a pandemic where we had to wear face masks. There are definitely a lot of people who still wear face masks. That's covering a substantial part of the face where one's identity could be concealed. So that kind of falls into this too. Some people feel that it's so broad that it even could include hoodies, bandanas, hijabs, even scarves. So it's it's a, a thin line and, and it could be a little murky. Um, another part of it is if you are wearing anything that 
covers your face and the police believe that you intend to engage in a crime, they this law, this measure will allow the police to arrest you. That sounds a lot like profiling. That sounds a lot like the stop and frisk that we had in New York and st still have. I think they just like call it something else now, like level one, level two stop, something like that. But yeah, it, it's, it's going to allow for profiling. And that never really goes too well. For us, anyway, if you look like me. <laughs> um, what else people talking about with this mask? Some people feel that it will basically widen racial disparities. My, my thing is the fact that the police can arrest you just even if they suspect or that you may be intending to do a crime is like, how can you suspect that if I just got a mask on? Like, from my understanding, like, for as long as I can remember, criminals who wanted to commit crimes, rob banks, rob a store, rob a 7-Eleven, rob a person, whatever, they put on a mask to do so. It's not something new. So to make it feel like just because someone has on a mask, that they are, like, if it's some new thing, like, that they're going to rob a bank or something, is like, it's kind of, it's kind of a reach. But, um, I don't know. They they mentioned uh, uh, in their measure, the mayor sent a citywide email that said, additionally, we continue to see ski masks using carjackings and robberies, Reenacting a mass prohibition will not include a ban on hoods or hijabs, but it will give MPD a common sense tool to engage those wearing ski masks in our community who, who intend to do harm. But it's like, like I just said, ski masks and stuff were used to commit crimes whenever people wanted to commit crimes. And lately, people just been wearing them for the cold or just as style and I just feel like you got to give people a chance to, like, let me do something first, right? You could kind of suspect if a person is up to no good. Just me having on a mask, I don't feel is enough to feel like I'm going to do something. Especially in the middle of winter when it's like 30 degrees outside. And people do wear ski masks for the cold. I don't know. All I know is that this definitely opens the door for racial profiling because it's really us that's wearing these masks. And the fact that it's so broad that it's including like most face coverings, I don't know. It just kind of opens the door for that. So a lot of people are against it. I don't know exactly what's going to come of it, if it's going to come to pass or not, but if you want more info, you could look up the bill yourself. Uh, SecureDC.org is where you can find out more info on this bill. But yeah.
right, what else? What else we got? Uh, last but not least, what's hot in these blogs? There's a black-owned bakery that lost $16,000 because Tesla decided to cancel a pie order at the last minute. Um, the Given Pies is the name of the place. It's in uh, California. And someone from Tesla called and placed the order for 2,000 pies. Yes, 2,000 pies initially they placed this order for. And I would expect that a business will require someone, especially with a large order, would require a deposit of some sorts, which I think this person did. But when they reached out to Tesla about the, the money, the payment, Tesla basically apologized and blamed it on a vendor and said, oh, I'm so sorry they, they didn't pay you yet. I think they're a new vendor. And also, can you double the order? So it went from 2,000 pies with no payment and only an apology to 4,000 pies. And this lady, I don't know if it's because it's Tesla, she felt they're good for it. I don't know. But either way, she dug in her own pocket, bought extra supplies. She paid her employees to work around the clock. She canceled other catering orders that were coming in because she needed to focus all her time to create these 4,000 pies for Tesla. Only for Tesla, maybe a day before the pies were set to be delivered, canceled the order. Via text, by the way. They didn't even call or anything. They text like, um, yeah, we're not going to need those. The text actually read, it's unfortunate and sounds like we will be changing plans and will not be needing this order. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it. Like, what? <laughs> After you just had me in this kitchen for as well. My thing is, though, I feel like this lady dropped the ball because no way you should have even started such a large order without payment. The first time you had to reach out for payment because you didn't get it was enough to be like, nah. And then for them to double the order, like, yeah, you could double it, but send me my bread first and then I'm going to start it. Like, how you start this order working around the clock without any sort of payment? Like, what? I don't care. I don't care who it is. I know people who make one cake, a specialty cake for like a wedding or a birthday party or something, and they require a deposit. And that's just one cake. You out here making 4,000 pies with no money? It's got to be a lesson. Let this be a lesson to her because... No bueno. She mentioned that she worked with other big companies and so she felt this would go well. But yikes. I think Tesla ended up saying that they was going to still try to pay her for the pause after this story went viral on social media. But got, yeah, yeah, definitely got to show her the money because that's kind of wild. The fact that she turned down other catering orders and all of that. 
Bad business. Bad business. Uh, but yeah, that's it for uh, what's hot in these blogs. Gonna get ready to get into what blows mine. And I need to see if I even have a what blows mine before we get into it. What blows mine is the part of the show where I say, you know, what gets under my skin, works my nerves. What's that thing people do that just have me like, bruh, really? Um, Let's see. Let's see. It's been like two weeks since I've been on here. You would think I would have a what blows mine. Actually, I do. I do have one. It blows my when people say X, formerly Twitter. <laughs> For some reason, that really blows mine. Like, it's Twitter. I don't care what the name change is. If you look up Twitter.com, Twitter is still popping up. And I feel like also at the same time, it's been being called X long enough now that you can probably just say X and people will probably know what you're talking about. If you just be like, oh, such and such um, tweeted out on X, if they even still calling it tweets, such and such tweeted out on X and leave it like that. Everybody who I see report on X, they always say, uh, such and such on X, formerly Twitter, is and it's like, is that the name? I don't know. Something about it blows mine when people say that. Formerly known as Twitter. Is it just me? I don't know, but it's Twitter to me. It's going to always be Twitter, no matter what. And I feel like if you are going to say X, just say X. Just say X. But yeah. That blows my mind. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all I got for what blows mine. We're going to get ready to wrap this thing on up. Um, in the meantime, in between time, you can follow me on social media at I Am Hollywood, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow my producer, Stacy at Hampton Blue Network across all platforms. BLU is how you spell blue. And if you want to see us and not just hear us, youtube.com slash Hampton Blue. The show is a little different than it has been in the past few weeks, but I'm traveling right now. So we're going to get back to the regularly scheduled setup in a few weeks in case you're listening and it sounds a little different or something like that. But um, fast shouts to you for listening anyway. Appreciate you. And yeah. That's it. We out. Deuces.
me show you off. Take off, no matter the cost. Come on now, let me take you across. Lakes and rivers, yachts and boats. We could go to Paris, let me show you the lavish. Ain't no need to pack, we can shout where we landed. Get you well established, upgrading your status. Then we hit the Eiffel for dinner when you famish. We could go to Spain, Barcelona, Senorita. I'll show you a un buen, buen momento. And we don't gotta rush a thing, despacito. Just wanna spend my time contigo, contigo. So when we want true beauty, yeah. this is the finest thing all around the world. No hesitate, you choose anything you want, but just why you give me that. So when we want true beauty, yeah. this is the finest thing all around the world. No hesitate, you choose anything you want, but just why you give me that. Come on now. Let me show you walk, take off no matter the cost. Come on now, let me take you across lakes and rivers, yachts and boats. Take you on a, a cruise to the, the carnival. Barbados, crop over yo, or Trinidad, Tobago top. We got island hop like we kangaroos. We could go to Jamaica, hit Ocho Rios, lounge with the locals, eat like the people. Island things, one punch in mojito. They watch the sunset from a gazebo. Zebo. Take you across lakes and rivers, yachts and boats. 